Hey, welcome into TCAM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. This podcast, we talk about sports events, topics, and players. Come follow our Facebook and Instagram page. Facebook is TCAM's Sports Podcast, and the Instagram page is TCAM underscore sports underscore podcast. Shows will be posted when they go live, and even some bonus episodes will be posted during the week. Normal episodes are posted Fridays at 5. Comment your thoughts on the shows. Leave some topics you would like for me to discuss on the show. Thank you for tuning in. Now on to the episode. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday with Matt DeLong. It's March Madness week, ladies and gentlemen. Round one and round two is now just beginning. We're going to talk about some crazy games from round one. Now, mind you, we do record this on Friday, so we're not going to have all the late games for Friday. But we are going to talk about Thursday's games, and we are going to talk about Saturday's games. A lot of fun games, a lot of interesting things that went on in March Madness. What a crazy day one. I don't think me or Matt expected day one to be as exciting as it was. Obviously, number 13, Furman, knocking out number four, Virginia. Number wow. number eight, Maryland, beating number nine, West Virginia. And then number 15, Princeton, beating number two, Arizona. There were also some other close games. For example, number four, Tennessee, beat number 13, Louisiana Lafayette. By three, you had an Illinois-Arkansas game, which would have been, should have been more competitive. A San Diego State-Charleston game, which was pretty competitive. Overall, a lot of competitive games from Thursday night. And some surprising ones. I don't think people expected Penn State to beat Texas A&M as badly as they did. But it was interesting. It was fun. I thought that on the Wednesday show that that would be an interesting game. And it was. It proved to be a pretty good, interesting game. We are going to talk a little bit about this Furman matchup. I didn't see this coming. And Furman played very well against Virginia. And I don't think Virginia was supposed to lose that game. But they did. Obviously, Furman with Jalen Swan- Swanson, I think is his name, had 19 points, 4 assists, and 10 rebounds. Then you had Marcus Foster, who had 14 points, 5 rebounds, and 1 assist. Then you had J.P. Pegasus. Had 11 points, 4 assists, and 3 rebounds. Mike Bothwell, who had 11 points. Alex Williams, who had 6 points for Virginia. Caden Cedric had 15 points and 13 rebounds. Reese Beckham had 14 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. Isaac McNeely had 12 points with 2 rebounds. Overall, I guess it was a really even match. Furman came to play. Matt, what was your... Thoughts on the Furman win over Virginia? That was totally wild. What was it? One in 900,000? Every bracket was busted the first day. 16 million and some brackets are gone. Yeah, like in the first couple hours of the bracket. Wild. I never in my life would have thought that. Or the Princeton game. I mean, I wasn't ready for either one of those. So for the Princeton game, Princeton Tigers beat the Arizona Wildcats 59-55, 59-55, Arizona was number two rated in the March Madness bracket, and Princeton was number 15. Princeton, in their game, 
I'm going to really mess this up. I want to say it's Tassan Evabuwan. Had 15 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 assists. Caden Pierce had 6 points. Keyshawn Kellerman had 8. Matt Alco had 6. Ryan Lamborg had 8. Zach Martini had 7. Blake Peters had 9. For Arizona, Tabellis had 22. Omor Ballo had 13 points and 12 rebounds. Like, I, you don't expect Arizona, who has been pretty dominant all season throughout the Pac-12, they look to be a very scary team outside of UCLA, and coming in as a number two seed in March Madness, you don't expect them to get beat and sent home by Princeton that early. I was definitely shocked by it. I thought Arizona would maybe at least make the Elite Eight or get close to there, but Princeton had something to say about that. I figured they would have went to Sweet 16 at least, but... A first-round knockout by Princeton, I don't think anybody was really expecting that at all. And this is why we love March Madness, ladies and gentlemen. We love it. We love it because these underdog teams are told before they go into these tournaments, you don't have a chance. You don't belong. You shouldn't be here. And their job is to upset the ones that are supposed to win it. And there's going to be another two days that we might see that. We might see... uh, Princeton or Furman, knock out San Diego State, or knock out Missouri. I mean, Princeton now has a good shot against Missouri. If they can beat Arizona, they can beat Missouri, I believe. I think Princeton has a better shot than Furman does. I think San Diego State is probably going to take care of business on Saturday. Princeton definitely has a shot on Missouri. I'm going to read off the games that are going to be happening Saturday. Obviously, it's not as many as the first round. The first game is... at. 12-10, 12-10, Furman versus San Diego State. That's going to be the highlight game, I think, of the day. It'll be on CBS, and then you'll have Duke and Tennessee at 2:40 on CBS, Arkansas and Kansas at 5:15 on CBS, Princeton and Missouri is on TNT, 6:10, Auburn and Houston at 7:10 on TBS, Penn State and Texas on 7:45 CBS, Northwestern UCLA TNT at 8:40. And Maryland and Alabama ending the Saturday games at 9.40 p.m. i got to tell you something, Cam, though. Missouri almost lost the Utah State team, too. So I thought that was good. I, that was a good game. It was. But I'm pretty sure. Princeton has a chance. Princeton has a chance to go. I can't say for sure right now, but I'm pretty sure in my Wednesday show I did say something about this Missouri-Utah State game. I thought it was going to be interesting. I didn't really have a prediction for it. But like I said, Princeton has a chance to beat Missouri. If they can beat Arizona, they can beat Missouri, in my belief. Now, my favorite game of the day is going to be Penn State and Texas. That's going to be the best game of the day. Because Penn State, against all odds, is not supposed to be here. They were not supposed to be in the Big Ten championship game. They were not supposed to win against Texas A&M. Now they got a chance to beat Texas. If they can beat Texas, look out for Penn State, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to be hard to beat. Because all everybody's saying about Penn State is they can't be here. They shouldn't be here. They can't win this. You can't beat Texas. That's not going to happen. And watch, watch Jalen Pickett and those boys prove themselves time and again. I said it on Wednesday, show. I'll say it again. As far as Jalen Pickett can take them is where Penn State's going to end up. And Jalen Pickett's averaging 17.9 points per game. That's the most on the team. He's averaging 7.3 rebounds per game. 
That's most on Penn State. He's averaging 6.7 assists. That's the most on Penn State. He's averaging in all three categories the most on his basketball team. In Penn State's last five games, and I'm just going to read this, they beat Illinois 79-76. They beat Northwestern 67-65 in overtime. They beat Indiana, who Indiana is in this bracket. They are one of the number four seeds that is going to be playing. I'm pretty sure they play today as we record. They played Purdue in the Big Ten Championship, lost 67-65, should have won that game. And then they beat Texas A&M by a landslide. Who thought they were going to beat Texas A&M that big? Nobody thought Texas A&M was almost going to lose 20 points. I mean, that was just ridiculous. Now, obviously, Texas is favorites, 78%, to win this game against Penn State. They are a minus 5.5. Your money line bet, if you were a better, minus 250 to win this game. Do not sleep on Penn State, is my best opinion. Matt, do you have a favorite Saturday game you want to talk about? I want to watch Houston. I've said it from the start of this. Houston's got a good ball team. I like watching them play. But after the first round, I can't wait to watch San Diego State-Berman game. I really want to watch it because Berman and Princeton were the biggest underdogs. I mean, yeah, they were close games. They were, but it was still... Nobody expected this at all. March Madness is wild. It is every year because you think you've got everything ready and then with the second game, third game, brackets are gone. They're busted. Now we are going to... But you're right. Penn State's nobody to sleep on. And if they do beat Texas, Penn State will go places. They will. We are going to talk about a game that you know, me and Matt don't really want to talk about. As a West Virginia fan, it was too hard to lose to Maryland. A lot of, a lot of bad calls, in my own opinion. Bell, Bell had so many calls on him. He got fouled out of that game early. Johnson played great, man. Twenty-seven points, seven of seven from the free throw line, four of eight from three, eight of thirteen. Almost hit the game-winning shot. Stevenson. Didn't play well at all yesterday. At seven, he shot four seventeen, one of four from three. Had nine points. I mean, Johnson did everything for the Mountaineers. He brought them to life. Mitchell was a factor in that game. He had thirteen points, six rebounds, three to four from free throw line. Didn't do too well from the three point line. He played forty minutes. But for Maryland, Maryland was down and they just kept climbing, man, climbing up and back. Reese. Was definitely, in my opinion, their best player that game. Had seven. Reese is good. Had he seventeen is. points, nine rebounds, three assists. Then you had Scott who had eleven points, Young who had ten points, Hart who had fifteen points. From the free throw line, we were way better than they were. They shot a lot better from the field goal range. They shot a lot better in the paint. They were shooting fifty one percent from field goal range. We were shooting thirty nine point three. So from inside, we didn't play very well compared to how they played. Our ball handling skills were horrid. I mean, there was a couple times it looked like a bunch of junior high kids out there playing volleyball, almost trying to get for the ball. You know, it's it was a sad game to lose, but it's crazy because by the Mountaineers shot better from three point range, almost by almost ten percent. Yeah, they had more rebounds. Less assists than Maryland. One less steal 
three less blocks. Total turnovers, we have one less turnover. We had 24 fouls that game. All right. We had 12 turnovers. They're 13. Yeah. We had 35 rebounds. They're, nine, they're 29. And we still lost. Granted, it was only by one possession, but still. Well, the Mountaineers held the largest lead with 13. Yeah. And Maryland had seven. It was their largest lead of the game. So West Virginia should have won this basketball game. They should have beat Maryland. They had them at one point. Just a sloppy play. I know it comes down to one last possession. Yeah. But that's what happens. You, you've got to keep the consistency rolling. I'll give them credit. I thought they played really good defense yesterday. That's the first one I've, I've seen them play defense like that in a long time this season. They played some really, really good defense. I was proud to see it. They really wanted to be there. That Johnson really wanted to move on. He he was going to will West Virginia past oh, Maryland yesterday. I just don't know what was going on with Stevenson. I mean, normally he's got the hot hands and he has nothing. Hell, Huggins pulled him out for most of the second half. But Johnson came in like a man on fire and was putting – he was dropping buckets the whole second half. He was phenomenal. Now, another big game for Saturday – is this Duke and Tennessee game. I didn't think Tennessee was going to actually make it out of the first round. No, we had this conversation watching the games, yeah. I didn't think Tennessee was really going to make it. I thought they would, if there was any team really that could possibly just blow it, it would be Tennessee. Tennessee played Louisiana Lafayette. I thought Louisiana Lafayette would win that game because I thought they could be the ones to upset it. Tennessee... To, lose, to almost lose a game, and then Duke to blow out Oral Roberts by more than 20 points. And then they got to play each other. Duke is a scary basketball team, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't realize this now, you need to realize it. Duke has all the potential in the world to make the Final Four. Yeah. In the last couple weeks, they're healthy. They're playing together. They can shoot the, from the perimeter. They're versatile. I mean, they got it all. Nobody's realizing how good Duke really is. You know, another game we really haven't talked about is going to be a good game for us, or a good game on Saturday, is Northwestern-UCLA game. I think that's going to be a good game, too. No, I do. That's going to be a – that'll be an interesting one since Northwestern did beat Boise State 75-67 and UCLA beating UNCA 86-53. UCLA is – they're always a dominant team, man. Yeah. I mean, what a what a phenomenal basketball program that school puts together. I mean, they're always in the mix. Now, of course, they haven't won it in a while, but they were really good last year. They had every potential of getting there last year. Yeah. They looked unstoppable. When UCLA plays their game, they look great, man. And I think they'll beat Northwestern. I don't know if they will win after that, depending on who they get matched up with. But... I think, personally, I think they're going to end up playing the winner of the TCU-Gonzaga. And I think it's going to be, I think TCU will beat Gonzaga. That's interesting. That would be really cool. I really think see. that's how it's going to get. You know, Gonzaga is one of those teams that plays like nobody during the regular season. And then they get in here and they act like they've been playing everybody. You're right. They beat everybody. Every, every year they're like this. Like, there's, there's a couple programs that are so good in basketball that they can play absolutely, like, Gonzaga, they can play absolutely nobody and just dominate. Gonzaga does it all the time. Yep. 
What are, what are some other teams that have done that? Uh, Creighton does that. Xavier does that. Villanova well, did uh, that. Villanova used to all every year. They used to do that. So I mean, there's so many different teams that do that. Now, we could talk about one more game. Kansas and Arkansas could be really interesting. If Arkansas shows up to play their game, I didn't think they'd beat Illinois. I didn't think that was going to happen. But I think it's going to be a high score game. I do too. I think Kansas is going to play their game really well. Of course, I don't think Bill Sells going to be there for tomorrow's game. No, I don't think he will. But for Arkansas-Kansas, I can read off some of those stats. Arkansas is averaging 74.4 points per game, while Kansas is averaging 75.5 from field goal range. Arkansas shoots it better from 47.2. Kansas is 46.7. Rebounds, 35.4 Arkansas, 36.1 Kansas. More assists out of Kansas of 16.6 to 13.1. More blocks out of Arkansas. Steals are just about the same. Both are on a one-win streak. Going to be a really interesting day, game. It That Jalen, I think his name's Jalen Wilson for Kansas, if I'm pretty sure. The superstar player who can ju- who just balls and shoots the lights out of it. I really like that kid. Averaging 20.1 points per game this year. 8.4 rebounds per game. I mean, to me, he's like Jalen Pickett at Penn State. He gets on. It's it's over. I mean, he's going to put the lights up. But Arkansas, to their defense, they have seen some pretty good teams in their own divi- in their own conference. It's not like Alabama's a sleeper or Texas A&M was a sleeper or even Kentucky. They weren't sleepers either. Some competitive teams, not as good as what Kansas played, but still, I think it's definitely – a moment where we should think about that Arkansas actually could beat Kansas. That would also... I mean, it could happen. It definitely could. Now, there's only one game on Saturday that I don't know is going to be that too interesting. I think Alabama's going to beat the brakes off Maryland. Oh, there's no... Brandon Miller is a superstar future NBA player. I mean, the, the guy is incredible. All right, I hate to say this because I am a Mountaineer fan, but I'm actually kind of gladly lost because, I mean, Maryland better pack their lunch. It's going to be a long game, and Alabama is going to put up points all game. And I don't think that Maryland or Reese can come close to what Alabama is going to do in that game. Brandon Miller is averaging 19.1 points per game, 8.2 rebounds, 2.1 steals, and 44 percent from field goal range. He has helped lead his team to a 30 and 5 record. I mean, the the kid is just incredible. He's got all this superstar talent that he has the potential. He's 6-9, dude. I mean, like the kid is just he's just big. Yeah, he's huge. He's 6-9, 200 pounds, plays the forward position. I think somebody said he's built like a Kevin Durant, Paul George mix. And I mean, Listen, if you can shoot the ball like those two guys, you got every chance in the world to win. And Alabama, they look heavy dominant. And they're going to probably need a team that has a big impact, like, for example, UCLA, to maybe stop them. I'm telling you, I've called this since the beginning, but I'm telling you right now, the national championship is going to end up being Alabama and Houston. i got to see... 
Hugh Houston is going to end up facing. Because while Houston is a very good basketball team, and yes, they're like Gonzaga. They're one of those teams that don't really play anybody, except that they do play Memphis and Xavier and all them, so there's a little bit better teams in there. But still, for example, they're not playing Alabama or Kansas or any big-time school. Playing Auburn, Auburn played pretty well against Iowa. They won that game. And they definitely could put up a fight. I mean, it's not like Houston blew NKU out. No. They beat them 63-52. So there's not much difference between what Auburn did to Iowa and what they did to NKU. They could surprise people. I mean, Memphis surprised everybody when they beat Houston in their championship game. Yeah. And Houston, in my opinion, shouldn't have won the game before when they played Memphis. They beat them off a game winner. So... It's going to all matter if Houston is going to show up and play. If they don't show up and play, they're not going to beat Auburn tomorrow. So those are those are pretty much the Saturday games. You know, We'll go back to the Thursday games, talk some more about the Thursday games. Like I said, the Arkansas-Illinois game, I thought Illinois was going to pull that out. I had a feeling maybe Iowa could pull out the Auburn game, but they just couldn't get it done. Northwestern and Boise State... That was more interesting than what I thought people thought that was going to be. I know Boise State was a factor to maybe win that game. Boise State played well through their game. It's not like they played a bad game. Just Northwestern played a better game. I'm just so amazed at the Princeton Arizona game. That was just still wild for Thursday. Princeton is just... They took advantage of a moment that Arizona didn't believe that Somebody else could beat them like that. Some small school like that could beat them. Yeah. It's the same thing with Virginia. You know Virginia could have won that game if a guy would have just held the ball and then made them foul him? Yep. Virginia could have won that game. Instead, he chucked it up, and they got got the rebound and a lucky three-pointer. They got the rebound, a half court, and then a lucky three-pointer. Like, that didn't have to happen if he had just held on to the ball. No. But for Princeton, they just, they showed up. And, you know, now they got the confidence to play. I see Princeton possibly making the Sweet 16, though. I really do. Oh, yeah, they could definitely make the Sweet 16. Like, Missouri is no team to be feared of now. They could have lost to Utah State. They almost lost to Utah State. Exactly. They're no team to fear. So, Princeton has every right to believe they can beat Missouri. I mean, Missouri's beatable. It's just obvious. I, I've never been high on Missouri this year anyway. I thought they were just an I team. They were on our right team. That was the best you were going to get out of them. Yeah. But, yeah, Princeton could definitely make Sweet 16. Furman could definitely make Sweet 16. It's not out of the conversation there. I think the San Diego State matchup is going to be a little bit harder. I agree with that. I think San Diego State is going to be harder to play than Missouri because San Diego State is a physical basketball team and – they play well versus their competition. San Diego State, now while their competition hasn't been you know, crazy good, neither has Furman's. Furman yeah. played one great team. But San Diego State, they're 28-6, 15-3 in their own conference. They were better than Utah State, Boise State, Nevada, New Mexico, UNLV. I mean, just some pretty good teams there. Utah State was in this mix. They're the ones who played Missouri. So if if San Diego State can lead that, there's no doubt in my mind that Princeton could beat Missouri. I mean, 
And there's no doubt in my mind that Furman could beat San Diego State. They're both just average teams. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to be disrespectful or anything either. I'm just saying their competition level play, they're just – they haven't played anybody that's like Alabama or Houston or Kansas no, they or they don't play the big name schools. So when they when they play those big name schools and they win, it's shocking to us the fact that this is why we love March Madness. Like you think if we didn't have March Madness, Matt, college basketball would be pretty horrible. I mean, like if it, yeah, if it wasn't for March Madness, I don't know if I could. I'm not a big basketball fan as it is. I mean, I'm a diehard Mountaineer fan. I'll get any and every Mountaineer game I can. And I like Bob Huggins, but I think it's time for some change there. But if it wasn't for March Madness, I could not watch basketball. And I think March Madness, honestly, gives some of these smaller teams a chance to play the bigger name schools like Kansas, like Alabama. And this year, there's teams that are they showed up to play. Furman's one of them. I think they're going to do. I think they will make it to Sweet Sixteen. You know, I think it's more interesting that they let these small teams in because it gives a team their chance to show shine their moment. Yeah. If they win, it's a big deal. Oh yes. Yeah, and great. everybody loves an underdog. Yep. Everybody loves an underdog. I mean, look at Oral Roberts. A couple years ago, they were they made it to the Sweet Sixteen. I mean, yeah, and nobody expected that. And everybody cheered them on. I mean, everybody loved it. Now they were in this year. They didn't win, but I think the recruiting classes got better. I think people re- recognize who these schools are, and it's a good thing for the NCAA. The NCAA to bring in these smaller schools that, you know. All right, it's like the guy I was sitting next to. He didn't even like where's where's Furman even from? Where are they even at? Like nobody even knew where they were from. That's what I'm saying. And were they from Greenville, South Carolina? Yep. I mean, I never would have known that until I Googled it. You would have never even known that was a college if it wasn't for Mark Madness. It's a small school. Crazy. It really is. You would never know that these schools existed if it wasn't for March Madness. No. And it's great to see that. And I'll tell you another game that's going to be, I think, decent tonight is going to be the Indiana-Kent State game. Oh, for the Friday game? Yeah. That yeah, I mean Indiana and Kent State, Memphis and FAU, Kentucky and Providence could be interesting itself. I think Kentucky. I think I think Kentucky's going to walk all over them. I really do. But. Now, obviously, we do record this on Friday evenings, and it does come out Saturday mornings. So some of the stuff we're talking about right now isn't live or going to be happening, or it'll be over by then. But. Right now, as we're recording, I like to just touch on UConn Huskies and Iona. They're now underway. Man, this this probably my favorite matchup of the entire two round first two rounds right now, because I love me some Rick Pitino, man. The guy can coach. I mean, he's such a good coach. And UConn, man, they're they're versatile. They're they can shoot the shoot the ball really well. They've run up to be a pick for the Final Four recently. UConn used to be good back in the day, too. I mean, UConn's always had a decent basketball team. They've always been able to at least play. I'll tell you it would be crazy, though. And overall, talking about the whole uh, March Madness, if Alabama won the national championship, you imagine having a football program 
because as dominant as they are at a basketball program that won a national championship, how how dominant of a school you are just in sports. Yeah. Because they might not be in good in every sport. The two biggest sports in the United States, they're great at. Yeah. I mean that that's absolutely incre- like that's absolutely incredible. I mean, think about it from this perspective. We talk about Duke and Kansas every year, how they're great teams. You talk about North Carolina, how they're a great basketball team. Matt, what are they not good at? Football. Exactly. So normal football teams normal. are not good at bas are not basketball schools not good at that. Yep. Basketball schools are not good at football. To have a college or a university be good at both and be the best at both, well, I mean, wow. There's nothing else you can talk about there. No. I mean, there's just nothing you can talk about. It's just special. I guess we could highlight some of the games that have already, you know, that have already been done for this Friday matchup. USC and Michigan State. Michigan State moving on to the Sunday matchup. Xavier moving on to the Sunday matchup. Baylor moving on. St. Mary's moving on. Marquette moving on. Some interesting teams there, man. Xavier was down big time. Yeah. I mean, nobody nobody at that some points didn't think they were going to win that game. Kenshaw State Owls, in the first half, they were up 43-36. Now, they come out, and they, they led pretty good going into the second. And they were playing pretty well, but they only scored 24 points in the second half, while Xavier scored another 36, leading the Musketeers over the Owls, which, I mean, it's it's interesting. Now, they don't have a matchup for Sunday as we speak, but that that's just unbelievable. Like, there's so many good teams today that are playing. So many good matchups today. And there could be some surprises. Like you said, Kent State. Arizona State's going to be interesting in TCU. That's going to be an interesting game. You know, I've seen a lot of people talk about Purdue. I mean, Purdue not going to make this. I don't. Now, we're just we're speaking on the terms of that we presume probably do, that Purdue has already made it on. Another game that I want to I see tonight is... The Ford Atlantic Memphis game. That's what I'm saying. That's going to be a good game. That's going to be a good game. But we are going to we're going to stop talking about you know Friday's game since we're not going to be able to really recap on what's going to happen for Sunday. But yeah, for Saturday's matchups, definitely going to be fun. Tune into these games. March Madness is here. Let's see who's going to make it to the Sweet 16. I can't believe we're already through the first day. And we're already, you know, through the second day. And now we're on to round two this weekend. And then next weekend we got Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. Yep. I mean, what, what craziness. March Madness goes by so fast, in my own opinion. It just, it runs. And it's going to be fun to watch who's going to make it and who's not. Because I, I believe that these one seeds, not all of them are going to last. Somebody, and I don't think... Like, the crazy great teams that people think are going to make it are the teams that are going to blow out the number one seeds. No. I think it's going to be the teams that people don't expect to beat the number one team. For example, Arkansas can beat Kansas. Yeah. Penn State could beat Texas yep. today. Northwestern could beat UCLA. UCLA. Right? I mean, now, Maryland could beat Alabama. It's going to need a miracle, but they could do it. I'm not saying they can't. I don't see that happening at all. Thank you for tuning in to 
the Sports Talk Saturday with Matt DeLong. We will be back on here next Saturday, talk about some Sweet 16, some Elite 8. It's going to be fun, man. Definitely going to be fun. And yeah, uh, this, the Sweet 16, Elite 8, this is whenever it gets interesting. I love it. Remember to check out either Sunday or maybe Monday, depending on time when I post, of the recap of round two of March Madness. We'll see you guys later.